This is Organized Chaos, where you'll learn everything you need to know about life, marketing, and tech with just enough drama to keep things interesting. From marketing strategy to negotiation tactics and skincare, you never know quite where the conversation's going to take us. Like everything in life, <laughs> this is Organized Chaos. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another round of Organized Chaos, where we are always chaotic and a little bit messy, and that's okay. If you're a woman in tech and you are trying to navigate life and you have questions and you have concerns and you're like, is this where my career and my life and my job and everything else, like, is this where it's all going? Where are my hobbies? Where are my friends? You are in the right place. These are all the questions that I asked myself. And now I want to help explore the answers along with you because I am learning every single day alongside you. And so I'm so, so glad that you are here. I hope you all had a wonderful Valentine's Day. I don't think I was actually able to say that in my last episode. And so I will say it a week later, which is hopefully you had a great Valentine's Day, no matter what you ended up doing, whether you celebrated Valentine's with your girlfriends, Valentine's Day with your partner. Philip and I, we went out to a, a such a gorgeous French restaurant. It was a sad ending to a very happy day, I guess. But we went out to a beautiful French restaurant. We had oysters. Oysters are one of our absolute favorite things to go and get no matter where we are. Like if we see it, we're going to go and get it. We went, you know, we've kind of traveled all over the place, have gone to different markets and they always, don't worry, they always have to look reputable. But I've never once been burned by an oyster until today until last week when I was absolutely scorched by an oyster. I We had one on Valentine's Day, which was you know, Wednesday, February 14th, and Thursday evening, I wake up, felt totally fine on Thursday, except for my aura ring said, oh, you have a slightly elevated heart rate, which I mean, guess like go bio-tracking tools because I, it recognized that I was sick before I even knew that I was sick. And so Thursday evening, I guess like verging into Friday morning, 3 a.m., I wake up with a panic and I'm like, oh no. And that just, it starts this spiral that lasted all the way through the weekend. And I am finally feeling a little bit better. Like I'm recording this episode a couple days before it goes out, which is honestly unheard of for me. So hey, even I get messy sometimes, but it's because I was sick. I had that concussion. Like January has just been, and February, because I guess now we are almost all the way through the end of February, has just been a total and complete whirlwind for me. So let's see how the rest of the year pans out. We're putting good vibes out there, though. We are putting happy vibes, excited vibes, energetic vibes. I don't know what other word I'm going to use. I'm, I'm going to verge on Chugi if I continue on. But positivity is the name of the game here. And that's kind of in line with what I wanted to talk to you all about in today's episode, which is how I do, 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 unfucked my life. And the title sounds a little bit more, mm, what's the word that I'm looking for, intense than maybe I mean for it to sound, but it's real. It's really true. So I'm going to set the scene. I'll set the scene of when I felt like my life was fucked because I don't talk about this a lot. And one of my goals for the year was to get more vulnerable with you all. So this is me, hello, doing that. 
And I am naturally an anxious person. I think by now we all know that I am quite an anxious person. That is a deeply ingrained part of my personality, and that is okay. It's something I've learned to accept. It's something I've learned to live with. I have different coping mechanisms and tools, but there was definitely a time in my life, and even today still, when my anxiety gets the best of me. And it's for a slew of different reasons. Like just things have happened in my life, right? We all not only, you know, make decisions where things happen and they kind of snowball, but we're all given different hands in life. And sometimes you pull great cards and other times you just don't pull the cards that you want. And that's okay. This is how I try to turn my mentality around and how I really feel like I'm able to keep, I I hate to say control because my therapist is absolutely going to (laughs) go haywire if I use the word control. Sorry, but I hate, but I use a lot of these tactics to help me feel more grounded. That is the word that I'm going to choose for you all. So if you are in a place right now where you are stressed, you are concerned, you are mm, a little bit like, is this all life has to offer? Is this, you know, where my life is going? What path am I heading down? I've been working in this corporate job for X amount of years and I'm burnt out and I'm tired or, hey, I need a little bit of a change or, hey, I don't know what my next life step is. Like if you're at that point or a similar point in your career, I feel like this video is going to be able to help you. So let's set the scene. It's 2019. I just moved to London. I'd started this cool, cushy, kind of new, it wasn't really cushy, I guess, because it was definitely a startup environment, but we'll call it cushy because it had the benefits and the perks and the excitement and the travel, right? I was going to go and lead the marketing team in EMEA and APAC for this big Web3 company, and I was stoked. I was so excited, and I was ready to go and hit the ground running. So that career side of my life was relatively taken care of. It was the other different pillars of my life that were stressing me out, primarily the relationship pillar and the home pillar. I just didn't feel like those were very settled. I had moved to London for somebody else. We are, you know, obviously no longer together. Philip and I are now married. But at that point in time, I was in a relationship that really wasn't fueling me. And there are a number of different reasons why. I had just moved across the country, right? I had gone from San Francisco to London, was trying to acclimate, was trying to assimilate, I guess, understand the English culture, understand how I fit into it. The pandemic broke out shortly after in 2020. So all of these different things started to kind of come together and put me in this place where my anxiety was at an all-time high. And then work started to get really stressful on top of all of that. So I just had everything coming to a head. Imagine me, I'm sitting there, I'm about 25. I have just moved to a new country, not something necessarily brand new that I hadn't done before because I did go to university in Switzerland. Then I moved to San Francisco, which is my hometown, but I'd moved back to San Francisco after graduation. I got a place on my own pretty quickly there, found jobs on my own, like a very independent person. But then I picked up my whole life. I sold everything from the to the furniture to, God, my brother and I were lugging the couch out of my house because I just could not sell it to leave it on the corner, which we are allowed to do, don't worry, to leave it on the corner at like four o'clock in the morning, the morning that we had to leave because he was an absolute gem and drove, not drove, flew all the way from Arizona to California, San Francisco to come and help me drive all of my things back to Arizona. So then when I moved and had all of these different aspects kind of coming to a head, right? I mentioned earlier, my therapist talks a lot about Maslow's hierarchy of needs, but she describes it in a little bit different way. So her and I talk about it a little bit differently. We talk about it as pillars in life. There are three pillars in life. You have your home, you have your relationship, right? If you if that's what you decide, so that can even be your relationship with yourself. And you have your 
work, your career. Those are three big pillars in everyone's life. Now, if one of those pillars comes toppling down, typically you can handle it because you have the other two pillars to lean on. But after the summer of 2020, all of those pillars started to change for me. The idea of my home started to change. I was out of a relationship. I you know, and single for the first time in a while. I was navigating this pandemic. So my home life had really, really shifted. I was still trying to understand the culture in the UK. I was trying to understand work and things had come to a head to the point where we used to have these stand-ups every Wednesday morning at work. And now I love public speaking. I love presenting. I love to just kind of sit and chat as evidenced potentially by me doing this with you all. And when it came to the point that I couldn't even do those stand-ups without mega overthinking first, without sitting down and needing to write, like I literally typed out every single thought that I had, had my computer up by my side and would read those out. That's how bad my anxiety had gotten. That's how bad everything felt like it was just crashing down on me. So I knew that I needed to do something and this is how I unfucked my life. And I'm hoping that it's going to be helpful for you all because I know that when we work in tech, when we are strong, powerful, independent women, we have so much being thrown at us all the time. It's just, it's hard to keep it all together and there's no way that we're going to keep it all together. There is no way. So I'll preface it with that. Like, even though I'm going to stand here and kind of walk you through some of the things that helped me unfuck my life, right? Like, it's not like any day is perfect. I mean, Obviously, last weekend, I was deep in the thralls of sickness, but there have been many days where after work, I just have to go and lay down and I can't talk. I I, I don't even want to listen to music. I don't even want to watch TV. I just need to sit in silence. And it's because my brain is so overwhelmed and over because of the emails and the calls and the texts and the slacks and everything else that comes along with it. It can be really, really difficult to feel like you have this control. There's that word control again. Okay, I'll stop saying it. But it can feel like your life is going in a million directions, and here's how we can button some of that up, or at least here's how I button some of that up. So thing number one was I went and found a therapist. I'm the first person to talk about how important therapy has been for me. Therapy has been an absolute godsend. I have seen three different therapists, four different therapists throughout my life. I have gone to therapy for upwards of like five years of my life. It has absolutely, it's the number one thing that helps me keep my cool. It helps me keep grounded. It helps me feel like I have this outlet and a space to go and talk. It helps me feel validated. It helps me work through life problems. It helps me work through personal problems. It has just helped. And it has helped me understand myself. And what that means is then when life gets too much for me or life feels overwhelming, I can take a step back and go, is this real? <laughs> like, should I actually be overwhelmed? Or does this not align with my values, who I am, what I want? Am I just letting, you know, society or anything else pressure me into feeling this way? So there are different thought methods that therapy has really, really helped me with. I'll start there. Not everyone can afford a therapist, and I absolutely understand that. But there are different methods, right? Just knowing yourself, learning about yourself, doing some meditations, readings, journaling. Journaling has also been an absolute game changer for me. When I was at my deepest in terms of anxiety, my absolute deepest, I would journal 15 minutes every single morning. So I would, this was a big morning routine, but I would wake up and go and have lemon water with, it would be hot water with lemon and ginger. 
to kind of open up my stomach. I wouldn't have caffeine first. I would then eat breakfast, making sure I got enough protein. And then I would sit down and do 15 minutes of yoga, 15 minutes of meditation, and then 15 minutes of journaling afterwards. And that, while it took freaking forever, was so incredibly helpful. And that's point number two, which is I built morning routines. Now, my morning routine continues to shift, and it will always shift, I'm sure. Like your morning routine, it's really hard for it to stay stagnant, but because I just can't eat the same thing for breakfast every single morning. Like I need a little bit of change. I need a little bit of shift in my life. But building morning routines that fit to my lifestyle and give me a sense of clarity and give me a sense of groundedness, if that's a word, for the day has been so incredibly helpful. The same goes for exercise. I made it a total mission when I moved to Amsterdam. Before we even moved to Amsterdam, I was like, all right, where are we going? Where are we living? And is it near studios that I'm actually going to want to go to? Because I am not, as much as I want to be like a weightlifting girly, I'm absolutely not a gym girly. I am a spin class, yoga class, hit class, like a Barry's boot camp back in the day. I say back in the day because they don't have them here. But when I was living in London and when I was living in San Francisco, like a, a hit class like that, some kind of exercise class where I could work out around other people, that was my jam. And so I knew that I needed to replicate that. Again, there's that point of getting to know yourself. I knew I needed to replicate that. And so when we were looking for different flats that we could live in, I purposely tried to help us find one that was near these studios. And then I've set an exercise schedule. Every single week, I go to the same classes at the same time with the same instructors. And honestly, I go and sit in the same spot too. So if I'm feeling like on the verge of burnout or I'm feeling like, ooh, a lot's happening, I actually try to eliminate the number of decisions that I make. And these morning routines are really helpful with that. And these different exercise routines and routines in general are really helpful with that. I even go as far as to put everything in the freaking calendar. I put everything in there. I will put when I'm eating dinner, when I'm eating breakfast, when I need to edit certain things, if I need to write emails, when I need to, you know, anything that goes into a project timeline, I put it there. I put it on my calendar because it's going to help me stick to it. I think this is the biggest thing is sometimes when life gets overwhelming, it's really hard to feel like you can know what what's a priority to focus on and what's not a priority to focus on. And that's because everything feels like a fucking priority. And while that is not true, our brain likes to trick us. And so I like to trick my brain back and I write everything down. I have these systems in place so that everything goes on paper. If I have a thought in my head, it's going to go on the paper. If I am falling asleep, on paper, I say, it's on my phone, it's on my computer, it's everything is held in Notion. I am an absolute Notion queen. I am obsessed with Notion and have tricked out a Notion database that fits my needs exactly. If you're not on Notion already, what are you doing? Because Notion is the reason why I feel like I'm even semi-organized. So everything work-related goes in there. Everything life-related goes in there. I have a finance tracker. We even have a recipe tracker, though I am not going to sit here and say that we use it every single week. I would like to be the girl that uses it every single week. I'm not. I'm trying to get into meal planning. I have a harder time with that. I digress. But I write every single thing down. So if I'm falling asleep, to go back to that statement, and all of a sudden I have a thought, which many of us do, right? Oh, I need to book this appointment. Oh, you know, it'd be a great content idea. As my brain sleeps, it likes to think of a thousand content ideas right beforehand. And I will forget them if I wait until the morning. So I will grab my phone or I probably should keep a pad and paper by my bed. I don't, but I will grab it and I will write down whatever I'm thinking. Now, 
it's so easy to just be like, I will do that tomorrow. We can forget about it. We can kind of push it to the side. But don't do that. Don't do that because it's not going to help you feel like you're getting all these things out. Like you really need to kind of flush out your brain and really just throw everything down on the piece of paper. Even when I journal, I like to feel like I'm just free writing. I like to feel like I'm literally taking my brain and just dumping the bucket out so I can make space for new things. You need to make space for new things. If you're fixating on something and you're in the middle of a meeting, right? Like take 20 seconds. I've even interrupted a meeting before where I've gone, I just, I'm so sorry. Give me five seconds. You just need to write this down really quickly and then I can zone back in because there's nothing worse when you feel like you're having a conversation with someone and they're clearly preoccupied and thinking about something else. So don't be that person. Instead, take responsibility for it and go, all right, I'm going to write it all down and now we can go back to it. Another concept that's been an absolute godsend for me and my friends and Philip and I in our relationship is this concept of building a team. Now, your team, when you typically think of it, right, you would think of, oh, me and my partner, we're, we're a team together. Yes. Or like my coworkers and I, were a team together. Yes. But let's also talk about the people that make your life more fun, more convenient, easier, more relaxing, right? Like those are also people on your team. It's not just your doctor, your dentist. It's also includes people like if you go and get massages, if you go and get your nails done, that person's on your team. Your nail artist is on your team. Your hairdresser is on your team. I love the concept of building a team because one, it makes me feel much more comfortable about going and getting all these treatments done. But two, it also feels like there's a reason behind it, right? Like you could either go and spend hours cleaning your house or you could go and get somebody every two weeks to come and clean your house and you get those four hours back every single week. What does that amount to in a year? I can't do the math, but it amounts to a significant number of hours every single year that you could get back to go and ultimately do other things. Now, a lot of this depends on what your disposable income is, of course, but we can all do it to some extent and to some degree. My ultimate dream would be on my team, I would love a masseuse, an acupuncturist. What else would I love? My therapist, obviously, and maybe even a couple's therapist, my functional practitioner, my physio. These are people that make me so incredibly happy. And these are people that I would love, my dermatologist, that I would love to be able to go and see. When we were in Thailand and Vietnam, Philip and I went and got so many massages. And when we came back, I had a friend tell me, she was like, so you pretty much were just a car getting worked on the whole time. And I said, absolutely. Like, why, where, where in our lives did we get it that we just have to grind through? I don't know. I don't understand. I don't understand where we got that we just have to grind through. It's like every week I do my nails. I love to do my own nails. You'll see me every single week. I have different nails done especially on this show. And it's something that's really relaxing for me. It's something that I really and truly enjoy, but not everyone does. But I know a ton of women and men who feel so much better when their nails are done. So why don't you add that person to your team, right? Like Emily Rose Delara, who I talk about all the time, she has this fantastic mentality, which is she gets other people to teach her how to do things because she's like, I'm not an expert in this area. 
I'm not an expert in what I should and should not put in my body in order to regulate my hormones. Well, that's why she went and started working with Isla. Isla is incredible. I'm actually going to have her on the podcast in the next couple of weeks. I can't remember which date exactly. But she's a functional practitioner who is helping both Emily and I, obviously separately, but understand how to balance our hormones, how to bring our bodies back to homeostasis. I just got my IUD out in the middle of January and immediately was like, Isla, I have to go and work with Isla because it had been seven years it was definitely dusty and a lot's happening in there right now and I'm not totally sure what but I knew I needed to do something to help my body kind of go back to it especially as or go back to its natural state especially as I had synthetic hormones in my body for the last seven years and that's a big shift I knew it was a shift that I wasn't going to be able to do on my own and that was okay And that was okay. And I think that is the next piece that I'll lead into when it comes to how to unfuck your life, which is give yourself the grace to fuck up. Give yourself the grace. Recognize that we are all messy. We are all messy and silly and crazy. And as my brother calls it, have wackadoodle time every so often. But we are humans and that is okay. We need to be able to give ourselves the grace in order to make those mistakes because those mistakes will continue no matter how quote unquote perfect we are because perfect is an absolute fake idea that just isn't possible, though a little part of me still does die when I say that because, or my heart breaks a little bit because I am, I'm just a childhood perfectionist and it's a really, really hard thing to unlearn. But I learn it by doing things like building a morning routine that allows me to sit in my center by reducing the amount of caffeine that I drink, right? Like I used to drink so many cups of coffee every single day, so many cups of coffee without understanding really how it impacted my anxiety. I've lowered that amount significantly. I don't know the last time I've had a cup of coffee. I think a couple weeks ago. Every single morning now I have matcha, so it's not like I've cut caffeine out altogether. But I've shifted it because I know what works for me. I have my therapist. I've built my team. These are things that make sure I stay centered. I stay grounded. I stay in my body. I bought the Aura Ring because I really wanted that biofeedback, that immediate biofeedback because I knew that I was getting anxious so much more often than I was even giving myself credit for. So now I have real-time feedback on when I start to get anxious and so I can start to make those changes even faster. Now, depending on who you are and how you react, all of these things might be different for you. But this is the list that has absolutely helped me and has changed my life for the for the better. And that is not an exaggeration. And I'm really proud to be sitting in front of you here today and saying that even though I have that anxiety, even though I still do have those panic attacks, even though there are so many days where I, I don't really know what to do, the good days far outweigh the bad ones. And that is where I would love to see us all get to. If you have any questions on any of this, please absolutely drop me a DM, regan.olzy across TikTok, Instagram. I'm on LinkedIn as well. You can find all of these in the show notes. Make sure you sign up for my newsletter, which drops every other week. If you want little tidbits like this or just to stay updated on what's happening on the podcast, follow me on social, connect with me, please. I love to hear from all of you. And if you want to hear any more about any of the subjects that I touched on today, let me know as well. Otherwise, I will see you next week. Thanks, everyone. Thank you.